Hey all, Ash here from the Goodies and Blues Supporters Club Ireland and you're welcome to another episode of the podcast and yes the season may be over but the football stories still go on and obviously the Euros 2020, well obviously the delayed Euro 2020 is about to kick off. Um, also, you know, now in the news has been the big six or should, you know, they really should be named, you know, a proper more decent name to what they should be named after what they try to do to kill off football. They should be really called the shameful six. Well, they're back in the news after the clubs revealed that, you know, they're going to, you know, the fines that they're going to get for trying to ex- excuse the term, but F up European football and bag all the money for themselves. So basically, it's been a fine of 22 million. And you're, you might say to yourself, 22 million, that's not bad, you know, 22 million each. Well, it's not 22 million each, it's 22 million between all the six clubs. Yes, a massive, massive, you know, painstaking 3.6 million. You know, are they having a laugh you know 3.6 million you know even for us you know we might have a bit of money 3.6 million on the grand scheme of things doesn't seem too much so when you have the so-called big six who have money to spend and fines and suspensions are no longer applicable to these big six you know what does it mean it absolutely means nothing now the other flip side of it is that you know if they do it again there is a fine of 25 million each and a 30 point deduction well sorry that should be happening now never mind if there's a if there's a next time so you know the premier league they they get this so-called goodwill gesture from the six traders 3.6 million that's like you know if you had if you quickly add it up it's like two months of you know, merchandise sold in the club shop on match days and all the, the food, the pies, the chippers and, you know, the food inside the ground. So that's, it's nothing. It's pittance to these six clubs. They destroy, or should I say, they attempted to destroy football for greed and they pretty much escape scot-free. Now, I also understand that this was accepted by the 14 other clubs. Are you kidding me? The 14 other clubs, including Everton, accepted this? I don't see why on earth the clubs would have accepted this, especially you know when the clubs got on the back and they fought this, and they were they were absolutely most of the clubs, as far as I know, were out to say there has to be a a point deduction and point deduction right now. So I do understand the money. You know that the Premier League will receive, but this will go towards grass you know grassroots football and up. But if this six shower of shits had gotten their way, it would have taken a lot more, a hell of a lot more, than 22 million to save grassroots football. So for me, this is just a victory for, you know, the six clubs and anything else. I'm absolutely fuming over this, which, you know, and it's still fueled by the Ancelotti, you know, thing of walking out on us and joining up with the absolute chief instigator of this whole thing. Um, at Real Madrid, to, you know, for him to condemn what Madrid, you know, what the six were doing, and then to go and actually join up with the chief instigator, it's just cra- it's just crazy. And then, you know, would the fans of the slimy six, you know, would they be are they be happy with this situation that they don't lose their points deduction, you know, or you know that they don't get this big massive fine, so the the Premier League could have been taken away from Manchester City by reducing, you know, thirty points. 
you know, you know, this is just, you know, that we're just, we're just going to accept it and just move on. It's absolutely, it's, it's horrible. And, uh, you know, an absolute horrible decision, you know, that we've accepted on the part of the, of the Premier League. I'm surprised at the 14 clubs, you know, you know, to really, you know, the, the, the points of deduction I really think, you know, should have been done at, at the end of the season. And regardless whether we would have been 15th in the table or with the points of deduction, you know, showed up to 6th or to 8th or whatever, I still feel the same way. I still think, you know, yeah, we might be hypocritical and say, OK, you know, you'd be really going for it if you're in the relegation positions and if the, the points deduction came in that it actually drops you out of the relegation positions, of course you're going to be wanting it. But look at over the years in the Premier League that, you know, the clubs have been deducted points due to, you know, that they don't have the funds and they run out of money. They haven't been able to keep their ground in the condition that it is survival for the Premier League or, the, you know, the, the Championship. And they've, to no fault of their own, because of the way things have worked in football, they've had to be, you know, had a points deduction, you know, and be demoted into the into the lower tiers because of something like this. But yet, this was the club's own doing. Not, you know, the something that's happened upon them. This is actually something that the clubs have done for themselves and it should have happened, to, as far as I'm concerned, you know, there, the idea of it to create a super league itself was a fiasco, and their their punishment is a fiasco here. Three point six million, just an absolute breeze block to these clubs, a breeze block to these clubs, and they are now all sitting in the bedroom, sorry, the bedroom, the boardroom, and going, lads, we got away with this one here. So, you know, unless you know, if the if the slimy six come back with some sort of a way to. You know to re-get the the ESL back in in you know mobilized. You know Juventus, Madrid, and Barcelona, who are the three that are still hoping that something can happen from this. You know if if they, if they come back, what's going to happen then? You can bloody well sure if they do come back and they find try to find some way of getting around it. You can be sure that the fines and the points deduction won't hold. It'll be a smaller fine. It could be like ten million this time around you mark my words when they come back and they will come back to try and create this new league in a way that they're not breaking any rules or try not to you know to get that fine it'll, it'll always go to an arbitration and what will happen is then it'll be a 10 million fine not the 25 or 30 million fine with you know with points deduction it just won't happen it is just so annoying you know to to see them try and destroy you know the game we love a group of owners who over their years at the clubs how many times have they been in you know, um, their grounds. How do we not? You know, going to the Copshites, going to the Emerald Manure, uh, the Empty Had. How many times have you been there? You know, me living in Ireland, I've probably been to Goodison more times than most of them have been at Anfield. You know, most of them have been at the Empty Had. You know, it's just, it's really, really, really horrible that they've really, you know, stuck the nose in, tried to ruin football, and they've gotten away with this. Anyway, as I said, I'm still a few more over. We just it'd be interesting to see, you know, if by chance it was on the flip side, and the 14 clubs from the Premier League wanted to break away, what would have happened in that regards? What would fines we would have gotten if it was the other way around? Anyway, it's time to to move on in regards to that. Um, I mentioned in an earlier podcast, you know, when Ancelotti was left, who was going to take over as uh, the next ever the manager. It looks like my prediction is going to come true. And, you know, although us being Evertonians, we will support him 
when the decision is made to sign him, it looks like uh, Nuno is going to be the next ever uh, the manager. It looks like you know progressions have to, have come, you know gone really well in talks with him. With you know the Crystal Palace job fell through for whatever reason. We've had more discussions with him, and it looked like some point over the weekend or even into early next week, the decision will be made. I think it's more just the fact that he wants to bring um, five or six backroom staff with him that were at Wolves and moving to here. Now, for me personally, it's not the perfect choice for me. I just knew from a, from an Everton point of view, it was the easiest choice. One, he was out of work. Two, you know, he was at Wolves. You know, he's going to get a better wage with us. He's certainly going to get a better wage with us compared to um, Crystal Palace. Obviously, the the job was going to be much better for him. You know, the the prospects would be better for him. And it was just an easy an easy one for everyone to, you know, no no real hard work would have to be done. Just go and chase him down, bring him in, look, lad, do you want the job? You know, it's, it's there for you. We'll give you this amount, that amount, this amount, that amount. And then he comes back and says, well, if you give me six or seven lads I want to bring me from Wolves, you know, that might be the only stolen point. It just means that everything haven't really had to work to get... Um, a new manager in it, it is a shame and if he does come in we will welcome Nuno as the new manager and we'll have full backing and hopefully he can do something with the squad you know there's no point in you know if he comes in and keeps the squad the way it is and doesn't start bringing in you know quality players and then what is the point we'll just be facing the wrath of 12 months 18 months down the line he's gone and then we're looking for another manager yet again it's, it's just for me it's it's not going to work um, but uh, the big the big names obviously uh, Graham Potter's been an uh, been listed there as well. David Moyes has gone out of the equation because he has the three-year deal just signed with uh, West Ham. But I didn't see him coming back anyway. I think he's he's really enjoying his time at West Ham. And the other was Eddie Howe. And, you know, I just can't, I can't, couldn't see Eddie Howe. Yes, he's a Evertonian at heart. I just could not see it. Uh, of the three there, I'd probably rather give it the dunk. The only danger given the dunk is you would hate to see that things would go completely pear-shaped and he gets sacked from you know removed from the the club altogether and he would hate to see that for a legend that is done because he does wear you know everything on on his sleeves and in his heart and it's it we'd hope that whatever happens with Nuno that he will keep Duncan by his side because he can't be an influence there but if things were to go so so pear-shaped you know I would hate to see what would happen to Duncan after the the inquiry made with the, the French guy uh, Gaultier seems to have gone very, very quiet. Um, they, we did, apparently they did make contact with him, but nothing seems to have happened since then. Um, but there was the, the other bigger names that are out there, even the likes of Rafa Benitez, whether Benitez would have come. You know, a lot of fans would say, look, he's a proven winner. Yes, he's a proven winner. If he did come in, you're going to have uh, in maybe a bit, maybe a bigger minority than we think. Our fans are just not going to take to him. They didn't take to him at Chelsea, even though he won the the Europa League for them. Still, didn't take to him. It, it, the other side of it is he he can battle through, and he's he's not going to take things personally. Um, the Liverpool fans will obviously go completely against him, especially if the. Somehow he was able to turn turn everything around and get us into the Champions League if we do well in the Champions League, and you know the other side of it is then if, if the the player the fans who are against him coming into the club, if after ten or eleven games of next season, and we're high and flying at the top of the Premier League, how would they feel then? You know I'm I'm really torn on it, um it's more the fact of the you know that he made that that Everton are a small a small club. That jive he made a number of years back, you know, that's always going to stick in your mind. But, you know, 
well, we want the clubs run run well and we want to support them well it is the other side of business as well and if this is the way to go and you know the business side of things is what everton need well then we have to go for it. but i, I I've, I've always said from the minute that Ancelotti left and once i saw that nuno was gone from wolves i knew that it was just going to be an easy grasp for everton just to grab him say here listen mate come down here and and join us here and we'll 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 uh we'll give him one of our one of our um members here the Goodles and Blue Supports Club aren't already calling him Padre Pio um, so, so you know maybe if he does bring in that bit of a, a religious belief into the club um, we'll all welcome that but you know when or if he, he does sign on that dollar line he has got a very very difficult uh, you know, time ahead to build a squad. You know, we've got rid of a few of the players now off the wage book. You know, now we have to worry about the key players, the likes of Hamas Rodriguez. Will he say good luck to Everton and say, look, I'm not willing to stay now because Carlo Ancelotti's gone. And it'd be a horrible thing because I don't think I've ever heard of him play before. One of the biggest names in world football. He signs for Everton and he he may never get to play in in, in the flesh in front of fans if that's going to be a shocker if it does actually happen then the likes of Richarlison some people say Richarlison you know if we get anything from 80 million upwards you snap the fingers off and you take it because they think they reckon his heart's not going to be there now either um you know what i'd be afraid of happening now is it was Yeri Mina and of course Hamas Rodriguez are so close that Hamas you know if he's disillusioned of wanting to stay but then he'll go and start you know start yapping away to Yeri Mina and then we end up losing Yeri Mina and then of course then one of the best left backs in the Premier League if not the best left back in Lugadinha and then we end up losing him and you know we can't just keep selling our players we can't be, go back to the situation we were in the 2000s of you, you get yourself a decent player and you just have to sell him because you need the money we can't just keep on doing this Everton need to try at some stage to fight amongst the, the big players you know we have an owner who is willing to spend the money that is allowed to be spent and invest into the club and we need this as you know to to grasp a hold and get in um the players that are going to drag this uh club forward um it's whether nuno can do that is a very very different thing you know he's well liked obviously in portugal maybe you know his portuguese connections may be able to get us something better you know in the in the line of quality players coming it was by christ we do and we do need them we won't be able to you know get the same great away form as we did last season you know when the, the fans are back for next season hopefully we're, we're you know back to normal capacity in ground it's just not going to have this it's not going to work the same for us and we just can't go and have another you know uh top 10 or maybe this you know for next season 10 or under we just can't have that you know going forward all right guys that's it thanks for listening to this latest edition of the goodness and blue supports the warrant i shall talk to you again very soon and take care and enjoy your weekend all the best take care